Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers, you are very welcome. Please check the three dots menu at the top or look along the bottom row until you see a small wheel or a cog icon. Click that, click the word higher quality or advanced, and then bump up the quality of your video to either 480, 720, or 1080p, whatever the highest resolution is offered on your device. Today I am finishing off the last of the visions that I saw in the in the series that I'm doing, the larger series is called the Sin series. I've already explained what that is. It's the new series that I am in after I finished the Russia and China series, which was the first one that I ever started in August, 2020. And then after that, I moved to the America series where we were looking at a series of revelations and prophetic prophetic charges, if you will, from the heart of God towards the United States in particular. And now I'm looking at the sin series, which is dealing with every type of human behavior that, that angers the Lord. We have to understand as we go through this series, because there's a tendency for us to think that there's no sin in our life. That is the first and most deceptive thing about sin. You will never ever feel that there's sin in your life if you do not pursue a lifestyle that always allows the Holy Spirit to chastise, to rebuke, to discipline, and correct you. Many people are following this type of self-isolating Christianity, which is no one can really speak into the lives of another person anymore. There's no, there's no respect for the different offices that the Lord has set in his body, but also because there is so much individualism taught in Christianity today. It's a really tightly tweaked gospel that we receive in many of the houses of worship today, where it's just about you. It's just about you and Jesus. This deep and holistic and private relationship where Nothing can be said about it by anyone else. So your walk with the Lord, um, people falsely believe that their walk with the Lord is not actually obvious to other people, though it is. They falsely believe that other people are not allowed to speak into their walk, speak about their walk, give them correction, give them guidance, give them warnings or even rebuke if necessary. And what this has done has raised up a church that looks like this. It's very separated and it's very isolationist. And of course, the enemy is easily able to penetrate through these gaps, which the Lord spoke about in one of the videos that I recently completed, that the wall is actually broken down. And then there are huge gaps that Satan can enter into him and his forces. And why? This is because the body is no longer a tightly knit and cohesive organization as Jesus Christ intends it to be. Imagine if your head were somewhere else from your arms and your limbs were not tightly knit as they are to form one organism. Imagine if my arm were somewhere else and my eye was doing its own thing. That is not a body, but because we're not being taught the power in union, you know, and, and the power in togetherness, Many people today believe that their walk with Jesus is sacrosanct, which means it is so sacred that no commentary can be accepted on it. 
And this is why so many people then find themselves in a very short period of time dealing with private sin, dealing with very strong stronghold sins, sins that have dug down and crouched deep. And the believer now founds it, finds it very, very hard to shake these things. Jesus's idea of the body is one unit flowing together under the headship of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. But if we step away from that model, we will find that many false edifices will rise and have traditionally risen in place of that. And what those edifices will be focused on is not the truth of God, is not holiness in pursuit of righteousness to raise up a people who will one day see the Lord's face. What we will get is organizations that are run pretty much like corporations. So it's all about the numbers. It's about getting customers to come in and it's getting customers to stay loyal and customer loyalty depends on the sweetness of what you're selling. Nobody wants sour fruit. Nobody wants harsh fruit. Nobody wants to hear about hell, damnation, discipleship, sacrifice, and suffering. Everybody wants a palatable gospel. Everybody wants something that's easy to swallow, easy to pass on to the next person. So we can tell ourselves that we are not only disciples of Jesus, but we're making disciples in his image too. Wherever you find the false church, you will find abuse. And wherever you find abuse, you will find chaos, secrecy, and Satan. Today's prophecy is a very difficult one. It is also very graphic. It was a difficult prophecy for me to receive. I'm not going to leave anything out of it. So without further ado, let's begin. The banner scripture is this. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord God says to the shepherds. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Shouldn't the shepherds feed their flock? You eat the fat, you wear the wool, and you butcher the fattened animals, but you do not tend my flock. You have not strengthened the weak, or healed the sick, or bandaged the injured, or brought back the strays, or sought the lost. Instead, you have ruled them with violence and cruelty. They were scattered for lack of a shepherd, they became food for all the wild animals when they were scattered. My flock went astray on all the high mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole face of the earth and there was no one searching for them or seeking for them. So I've said that this is a graphic prophecy. However, I'm not going to recommend that parents not tell their children. And the reason for this is you have to find a way to warn your children about the dangers that this world contains. If you leave your children living in a mindless utopia where you are not incrementally preparing them for the dangers that will be waiting for them in somewhere as simple as Walmart, you will be directly responsible when harm comes to your child because your child doesn't have an age appropriate apprehension of the fact that this world is not utopia. It is dangerous and it is filled with predators, even in places you do not expect to find predators. So if you do not properly raise up your children in wisdom and preparedness, especially since these are the end times, your children may come to great harm. So 
Where am I? So this vision was part of the Profanity of Profanities series, and this is the last one. And the Lord told me to hold it back. So I got all, all of them on the 12th of June, but the Lord cautioned me to hold this one back, and I only put it up on August the 28th of 2019. However, I saw this on the 12th of June, and I will just go directly to it. In this vision, I found myself in Rome. So I knew it was Rome because of the pictures that we've seen of Rome, but I also knew it was Rome because of spiritual knowledge that the Lord gave me. So the Lord put spiritual knowledge in me and I had an understanding, I am in Rome. There were statues everywhere and there was a lot of art that was just out in what people call piazzas. So there was art there and I was walking around and then I found myself, I felt underneath the ground, right? So I'm walking around and I felt through my shoes that there were many caverns and caves and rooms and passageways beneath this city that I was walking in. So I was walking around in the daytime, but through my shoes, the Lord was bringing up the knowledge that there's another city beneath this city. There are things under this city that are not visible to the naked eye. So he took me around the city and then he said to me, observe. Now, when the Lord said that the scene changed, it was nighttime and I found myself in a very narrow alleyway far away from people. And in the wall of one of these alleys, there was a door and the door was so well concealed in the wall that if you did not know it was there, you would not know um, how to get to it. But the Lord revealed the door to me. And then I opened the door and I went down a network of stairs. And these stairs were actually very steeply angled and very, very narrow, like they had been carved in the rock. And they went down and then they would come to a little rest and then down and come to a little rest. And so I made my way by stages on this type of stair until I found myself very, very deep in the earth. And right off, off of a hall that I found, the stairs came out into a hall, right? And then off of the hall, there was a very well-made, well-ventilated and huge room with vaulted ceilings. So the, the ceilings followed the arc like this, and it had artificial lighting in it, but it wasn't the kind of artificial lighting that we're used to, meaning it wasn't these long fluorescent types of lights or even bulbs. I'm not sure what was lighting this hall because it was done in such a way that the hall did have light, but it was still dim. It was dim and I'm very glad that it was dim because of what was taking place in that hall. To put it bluntly, there were men in this hall. There were only men in this hall and they were all wearing some type of robe that had a hood on it. So every man was wearing a hooded robe and they were all quiet. They were extremely quiet in this hall and they were ringed in a circle around something that was taking place in the middle. And what was taking place in the middle was sex between three adult men. So the way that God shows me these things, I've said it in the previous videos, is sometimes the Lord will just let me see it bluntly. So in the video, Blunt, Blood to Drink, and in that prophecy, Blood to Drink, please, if you have not seen the video, Blood to Drink, if you have not read that post, 
Personally, I consider that post to be the most detrimental chastisement and the most detrimental accusation and charge that the Lord has brought against the United States to date. God revealed secrets about America in that post that shocked me, that traumatized me, and that that made it hard for me to deliver the prophecy on video. But this one was pretty close to that. And this one showed things that I see a lot when the Lord explains how the United States is. So even though this one was taking place in Italy, what I saw here was something that I've seen many times before. Sometimes God will just show the whole nakedness. Sometimes he hides the nakedness, but in every case, for some reason, I can sense what is going on because it's almost as if I'm perceiving it through how much God hates it. So there were three men in the circle and they were having sex. And one man was in charge, meaning that he was the one who was periodically giving out instructions to the other two, what to do, where to move, what to touch, and things like that. And the sounds that these three men were making was just the worst. Whenever God shows me this act, these people sound like they are dying. They sound like someone is killing them, and yet they're still engaged in this practice. So the sounds were very, very difficult for me to hear. And the room had this horrible, powerful energy. This was the energy of demons. There is no way that I can pretend and say, I do not know what the heavy presence was. There was an extremely heavy, nasty, oily, satanic feel in the room that was almost like panting, almost like expectation. And this was the presence of powerful demonic entities in the room as a result of what these men were engaged in. Please understand, whenever you fornicate, the presence of the Lord and the Holy Spirit and the angels of the Lord are not with you because you are engaged in illegal sexual activity. Sexual activity is extremely powerful. Sexual activity is connected to all the gates of humanity. The physical gates like the eyes, the ears, the unseen gates like the heart and the mind. When you take sexual activity out of his God-given, God-mandated space, which is only in marriage between a man and a woman, you are inviting Satan direct into the core, not only into the room, but into your mortal body and your spiritual essence. And you will absolutely reap the consequences of that. An STD or a pregnancy is not the worst that you can get. When you fornicate or you indulge in adultery or you indulge in sodomy or any of the acts that God prohibits, man to man, man to woman, or adult to child, you are inviting Satan directly into the matrix of who you are as a person, and it will never end positively for you. And so while this was happening, while this energy was building in the room and, this me and these men were doing what they were doing in the center, a door opened off to a little alcove. I wish I could describe this room um, 
it was a large room so if I'm facing this way it's a large room let's just pretend that it's a square and then off to this end there was a raised up almost like a white alabaster altar and I did not see that altar until such time as it was time for me to see it but I'm standing off at the back of the hall and then push forward to the to the view of the room and these people are filling this room in a circle with the three in the middle and there is um, a little thing cut in the roof that lets light in but again it's artificial lighting it's not real it's not real lighting from the street because it was nighttime and even so the room was so low in the ground that the sun could never shine there so it's some form of artificial lighting outside of the room that shines in and then there's a little hall going off so from the little hall a door opened there and probably connected to another set of stairs coming from somewhere else let me get my hands in the frame a door opened there and in came a very tall man and he was wearing a cassock so a cassock is a particular type of robe that they wear only in certain religions. I know the Catholics wear it and the Jesuits wear it and maybe one or two other people that don't come to mind readily wear it. But this man walked in, a tall man, and he had with him about, I think, four boys. So he had four boys between the ages of five to nine. There were no teenagers. These were all very, very young and scared children. And the children were wearing red cassocks with the Chinese collar and the piping, you know, the piping is a different color. So the robe would be wear red and then the piping was maroon and the, and the robes were very well made. And these children were brought in and the man's um, outfit was black and written above their heads, the Lord wrote the word cassock. So I saw the word floating in the air above their heads as they came in and the Lord put into my heart that this particular man who was bringing these children in was a Jesuit. So he and the children wore matching robes, except that his were black and the children's were red. And the children walked in like little altar boys. So they, they were brought in with their hands like this, just as if they were going to celebrate ma mass. But I saw terror on the face of these boys, absolute raw terror. And then they were brought in and this man gently shepherded them forward. And one of the men from the circle detached and took custody of the boys. And then this man crossed himself and turned around and walked back out of that alcove. And the second he left, they gathered those children and they took the clothes off the smallest boy. So the littlest one, the minute the guy who had brought them in left, they took that child and they took his clothes off and they placed him on this smooth white podium-like sort of marble, but it didn't have any different colors or veins in it. It was just solid white, as if you'd make something out of ivory or something out of alabaster. It was just white and smooth. And they put this boy on it and he was trembling, but none of these children made a sound. So no sound escaped these children. And what this tells me is that these children 
are carefully prepared for this moment. They are told over and over whatever you would tell a child in this situation that they are making a great sacrifice to Jesus or making or, or they're fulfilling God's work. Whatever you would tell these children without actually telling them what is going to happen to them, you probably would groom them and tell them that they are very special. You probably would groom them and tell them that they've been chosen for something so important and God wants them to be brave. And God also wants them to be quiet because the angels will be there. Whatever demonic lies you would tell these children to get these children to be as still and silent as they were. This is what these children had been told. However, you cannot beat human instinct. I want to say this, and I will say this when people are abusing children, it doesn't matter if they tell the children you would disappoint your mommy and daddy. If you told them about what uncle does to you, it doesn't matter if you tell them auntie's going to kill you and she'll kill your parents. If you ever talk about what she does to you, the instinct that God has given us inside us is inside children and children instinctively know that no one is supposed to be touching them in ways that make them uncomfortable. God in his wisdom has shaped the human body that it is only ready for certain things at certain times. You would never give the key of your car to your four-year-old or even your 10 or 15 year old. People get car keys when they have enough peripheral vision and fast reflexes to be able to operate safely in traffic. In the same way, sexual activity is reserved for a make a mature man and a mature woman. Yes, it's not because you come with the necessary parts that as soon as you feel the feelings that show that sexual activity is now starting to wake up in you, that means that you are fit to participate in it. Sexuality is so explosive and powerful that God mandated that it be set in the equally powerful institution of marriage. Marriage is where God has set so much spiritual power that he can trust that something like sex will be properly stewarded by a mature man and his wife, his equally mature wife. But when you touch children, no matter how much you tell them this is how uncle or daddy wants to show you love, or this is how sister wants to show you that she cares about you. Instinctively, the child knows and draws back from this, shrinks back from this and does not want to participate. Children know what is their purview. Cartoons and Cocoa Puffs is their purview. Being touched by adults is a crime and a sin and God will repay it to every single person who does this. Don't ever think that you will escape. Don't ever think because the police haven't found you yet or that nobody knows about it because you're part of some power enclave that can do this and hide it and suppress it in the last days. God will repay to each person, whether it is sexual immorality, a lie you told that got somebody put in jail, whatever it is that you did, God will repay you to the fullest what you have done. He will repay you, as I always say on this channel, with exactitude, which means not a measure more than you deserve and not a measure less than you deserve. And so they took off the clothes of this child and then God allowed me to hear the thoughts of this child. 
In prophecy, God can give the person that he is downloading the prophecy into extreme insight into things that have taken place before they were born, extreme insight into things that have taken place long, long before any of us received this word of God. He also shows things that will take place in the future, maybe even after we are not here. With me, the Lord allows me to see and hear so much, and that includes what people are thinking. The thoughts of people are open to me. Sometimes I will see them in the dream and sometimes I will hear them real time in a vision as I did. And so I saw that this child had come a long way to end up on this altar. I saw him on many occasions trying to start a conversation in his limited child five or six year old language to tell his mother what these people in the cassocks do to him what these men in the robes do to him. And he called his mother a French word. He called her mama. M-A-M-A-N is the word that I saw in this boy's mind, which means that this was taking place in the nation of France in a French style church. And he tried many times to tell his mother the things that happened to him whenever he would go to church, but she never believed him. And as a result, the little boy stopped speaking of it. Now, while he was on this altar, the thoughts this child was having was, why didn't she believe me? And I saw the reason why the boy had stopped speaking to his mother. She kept telling him that the things he was saying were extremely offensive against the fathers. She kept telling him that he would lose a favor and he would no longer be, be acceptable as an altar boy in training if he continued to come up with such lies and such strange things as he was saying. She told him he would be removed from his cassock and another boy would take his place if he kept making, and I quote, baseless accusations against the elders. And so because of having no place to no safe place to speak, because of having no adult to confine in, be, confide in, because he was a child and his own language was very limited, and also just because of fear of power and political pressure, this little boy was silenced. And I saw that this child really wanted to be seen as a good boy, but now he couldn't understand why he was here. And this boy was shivering because that altar was very cold and he was naked, but he still made no sound. Tears were coming from his eyes. The Lord showed me that he was crying and he was shivering. And the only sound that ended this vision was the rising, increasingly sexually aroused breathing of all these adult males in that room. The energy in that room, the desire in that room, and the focus in that room was all directed to these four children. And immediately when it got to that point, the Lord shut off the vision. And so the prophecy in the revelation is this. Children are being trafficked in the churches that wear robes. And I would say that this is not limited to the Catholic and the Jesuit order, nor is it limited to modern day churches where people wear robes. There has been scandal after scandal after scandal of how young people are abused by priests, 
by females in power, by male and female pastors, by those serving in the different offices of the church. And depending on how much money and power the church has, the sex and the scandal is always suppressed or it comes out like a bubbling head of lager into the public domain and everybody hears and is shocked, but it quickly goes to the bottom of the news feed, and that's for a reason. The churches are not operating on a scale of let us honor the Lord and let us raise up the young to follow after the Lord. People are literally being preyed upon, even adults. The Lord has showed that even adults have been molested in this way and in some cases have lost their lives. Scandals have come out that shows that the churches are actually trafficking grounds where human flesh is the product. Human flesh is the purchase item. And yet the majority of the church will get dressed and go to a church, maybe pre-COVID, and have absolutely no idea of what the leader of that church, or especially these churches that God has shown, these godless institutions around the world that have so much power, so much influence, and so much political sway, and yet the things that are taking place deep in the catacombs beneath these institutions would make your toes curl and your heart break if you knew. And now you can't say that you don't know because the Lord God has revealed this, and this is surely not the first time that God has brought it to the fore. They are conducting occultic rituals murder and sexual abuse in some of the biggest, richest, and most powerful religious organizations. And I will not call them churches because a church is only where Jesus Christ is Lord and the people mirror that belief in their hearts. And so this, this is the time where God will be calling people out of these things. And it doesn't matter if you've been a Catholic or a Jesuit your whole life. It doesn't matter if your father's father was in this place. Remember that the soul that sins shall die. And if you are in any organization that is bowing down to idols and lifting up saints and claiming that Jesus's mother, Mary, is equally worthy of worship as Jesus himself, and that she is blessed simply because she was the womb that birthed the Savior in his natural form, Understand that you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of judgment. I have no fear in saying these things because the Lord God has sent me to be a sword that cuts away lies and that brings about the rebuke and the reproof of the Lord so that his people can be saved. God is not a believer in the fact that your Christianity cannot be challenged. God does not believe that your Christianity cannot be examined, that it cannot be torn down or shaken to see if it's actually built firmly on the rock of Jesus Christ and will stand. God doesn't believe in that. He believes in the whole man being saved. And we cannot be saved if we believe partial truths, if we believe lies, or if we belong to places that are actually causing harm to the members behind the scenes. And so the Lord said this, let go of the rotten head. Let go of the rotten apple that you ate all these years. These words he was directing to people who have been abused by these places. 
Let go of the poison tree that you joined, that you served and followed since your childhood. These words are also to people who have been parts of these institutions, not only since childhood, but some of them generationally. The entire family has been generationally Catholic for maybe 150 years, maybe 200 years. Every single person raised up is put into this religion as a matter of course. God is saying to separate from the rotten head and to let go of the poisoned tree that you grew up from and you have followed since your childhood. You have been deceived and misled who told you that Christ is by those who told you that Christ is in these churches. Let these unclean things go that I may receive you and your children and bring you all safely out of the false worship of saints, idols, relics, trinkets, rosaries, Lent, and other endless pagan ritualistic holy days that you dress up to observe. Come out of them and be separate, says God. I am waiting with healing balm for your broken soul. He's talking to the survivors. If you're out there, the Lord is saying to come out, to bring your stories. I will bind your wounds and I will heal your broken soul. Bring your children and I will give them a future and a hope. Even if your children were defiled, I will make them new again, and I will remove their suffering garments and give them a new life in me. Separate from these pagan whores, for they have no life in them and they cannot save themselves. They are prisons holding millions of captives within a system of abuse, power, underground rituals, and lies. But I, the Lord, am preparing a hammer for them. I will smash them open and I will reveal their filthy centuries of blood, death, murder, occultic magic, and witchcraft that has slept unseen and undiscovered for so long. I will drag these churches, bloody and guilty, into the bright light of the media. Exposure after exposure and revelation after revelation will hit these wicked adulterers and adulteresses in the false church of Rome. And then you will know in that day that I, the Lord, did speak. I will make known every secret thing. No crime and no lie will escape. I will reveal it all. And the ones broken under the blows of rape sorcery, murder, sexual abuse, and even witchcraft sacrifices on these defiled altars that honor false gods, they will be justified. They will be healed. They will be recompensed. Their stories will be heard. They will be protected and they will not be pushed back into the shadows anymore. This is the word of the Lord. Please always go to the blog and read the prophetic word for yourself. There's something different when you read what the Lord has to say for yourself. After that, you can commune with him and you can pray as your heart is led for these victims. Some of these people are not alive anymore. 
Some of these people are not able to tolerate what was done to them since they were five or 10 or even 12 years old. By the time a young person is 19 years old, they're so shattered inside and without a safe place to go. And with the structures of power, both within the church and outside of the church, protecting molestation of young ones, protecting child trafficking, protecting adult trafficking. There are so many people that gets stolen in the United States of America every day and around the world, forced into human slavery, forced into sexual slavery. Many of them die there. Their stories are not told. Their faces are not known. To this day, their families are wondering, he or she said that she was going to Europe to get a job. We've never heard from her again. And they think that perhaps their daughter is happily married somewhere in Europe and they don't know that she died underneath five or 10 men assaulting her repeatedly until her, her body gave up the ghost. His body gave up the ghost. This is what happens here in America and around the world. And the Lord has raised me up to be a voice that will say to those who have been through these things, God has observed every single second of your pain. Do not think that the father is standing idly by. We sometimes don't know the reasons for why God doesn't appear in a brilliant flash of light and save people when they are caught in these situations. But I always say to people who say that God is wicked, God is not wicked. God is not the author of these things. If you are looking for the one who is authoring these things, look in your mirror first because it is humanity that does these things. It is humanity that condones these things through ignorance. It is humanity that condones these things through insisting, even when the truth is coming out, it's not true. This doesn't happen. If this was happening, wouldn't more people be speaking out? That is such a juvenile way to think. No more people would not be speaking out. They would not be speaking out because their lives are threatened from the very moment they're caught right up to the moment they're put in. And if they do not lose their lives at that moment. For instance, if they are not selected to be a sacrifice, they're sometimes held in bondage for years. They go through a lot of mental and emotional damage that sometimes leaves them unable to speak. Even if they manage to escape, they can easily be found and they are threatened to within an inch of their lives to the point that many of them just for a small ability to be able to hold an apartment and pay the bills and have a job and stay alive, they choose not to speak. There are grave injustices, murders and sacrifices taking place within the borders of this country and many other countries. And the Lord is tired of it and he is bringing these things to light. So whether it offends the sensitivities of the sensitive that is something that you and I are just going to have to deal with, grow past, and understand that there are deeper things going on here than next week, church, church picnic. God has bigger things on the agenda. As the Lord has said on the end times, this prophecy blog, the time has come to number the peoples and finish the kingdoms. And God is going to preside on his judgment seat and not a single person who has committed any sin without repenting of it is going to get away with it. May that sober every viewer as it constantly sobers me. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy blog. 
Please check the description box to find the URL for this particular prophecy entitled CASOC. You can also find everything for this ministry. If you want to be a support to this ministry, you are very welcome. The information is below. To those of you who always regularly support this ministry, those of you who are praying for me, those of you who actually have your hearts in the right place, may the Lord God lead and guide you and let you know how you can be useful to him in these final hours. I'm not saying that the world is ending tomorrow. The Lord has never said that to me, but the wealth of prophecy on this resource and on the master's voice is one that will not be retracted. What God has said, he has said, and I will say it exactly as he leads me and guides me to say it. And that is all. Until I see you again, God bless you and keep you and your family. Take care and Goodbye.